Questo è Humphrey Akanazo nel tempo con podcast di Flora. This is Humphrey Akanazo on the time with Flora podcast. Humphrey Akanazu, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Time with Flora podcast. You are very welcome. Thank you. Yours is, uh, you know, like a lot of my guests, yours is a very interesting uh, story that you've traveled so far in terms of your career. Uh, you are the country director of the Rome Business School in Nigeria, which is a satellite campus to the parent school in Italy. However, you've had at one point, or you were certainly at one point, a student of theology, which was a really interesting early start in your academic career and also eventually your work. So, so tell me about that. Tell me about that period of realization when you knew that you wanted to have a change of career and what that said for you about the things that you see being important. Yeah. Um... Thank, thank you, uh, Flora. Um, in fact, um, this um, aspect of my life, uh, people rarely um, ask me about it <clears throat> because they don't know unless um, I talk about it and then they become curious. So I was um, um, a bit excited and, uh, you know, also had some curiosity why you focused on that aspect. But I'm glad that at least I have the opportunity to explain one or two things, you know, about that aspect of my life. Yes, I started as a junior seminarian in the Catholic Church, and um, I passed through all the levels of uh, um, the journey to the priesthood. I did uh, my philosophy, um, and four years philosophy, and then I proceeded to um, a four-year theology uh, uh, course in Lateran University, Rome, uh, Pontifical Lateran University, Rome. Um, during this time, you know, all my focus has been to um, be a, a reverend father, you know, to uh, be on the pulpit and preach the gospel, to teach people. And um, during my school years, I was one of the you know, best uh, students. I, I like to read. I like to, um, you know, I, I pass my exams. I I join a lot of um, um, associations um, in the school. And um, I come from a family that is, an, I would call it an intellectual family. My father um, used to be um, a lecturer, my mother, a teacher then uh, worked with the, the state governor as um, education secretary. So I, I, I come from a background of teachers, people who love education. And um, during this time, I was weighing my options. You know, um, do I just have to be uh, a, a priest and be, you know, celebrating mass on the altar, or do I want to uh, be an intellectual? Uh, be, um, or, or, you know, play on a platform where I can teach, where I can build capacity, where I can make a change 
in the educational sector. So at that point, I now realized that it, it would be better for me to um, follow a career path that would give me that um, freedom and leverage to study to any extent I want to study without anybody controlling me, telling me what to do and what not to do. Uh, that was basically the one of the reasons why I left the seminary to join, um, you know, to continue in the secular world and um, um, started uh, my um, secular education with uh, Roma 3 University, Rome, Italy. And I had to immediately go into um, education and social services. So um, I immediately, you know, followed my, my career path, pedagogy, education, social services. And that was how I, I left that um, theology, that part, and then um, continued in the educational um, learn or part. And uh, I know the other thing that you are, uh, and the other thing that's important to you is is being a coach and being a mentor. And I know that when we've spoken, you've you've talked a lot previously when we have spoken one to one uh, about your career path, how you've progressed uh, in your career. And there have been many moments, or certainly several moments, that you've mentioned individuals that uh, would have been mentors to you. Uh, uh, would have inspired you in terms of choices that you have taken with regards to your life and with, with regards to your, your career. And I, I just wondered if you could maybe say something about those individuals and, and, and what exactly uh, it is uh, that their impact had on you uh, in terms of choices, uh, decisions that you made. Um, first of all, uh, my father, my dad, uh, like I said earlier, I come from a family of teachers. I remember when I was um, a, a secondary school kid, um, each time I come home, I usually see my father on his desk, either marking scripts or reading or preparing notes uh, for lectures. And I usually uh, like to, you know, go to my table, pack books on the table just to, um, you know, mimic my dad, you know, having a lot of books on, on his table, you know, scripts and the writing things. You know, I like to have books around me. So uh, he, he really influenced me and um, he used to tell me that um, if I will do my PhD, if I, if I can do my PhD, that um, I will really make him proud, that he will really be proud of me. Um, so he, he really challenged me, uh, and I never forgot that. Even when I was um, going to Europe, I remember he called me and told me not to forget where I was coming from. And one of the things that made me to come back to Nigeria after you know, my studies abroad was also this have following up on me, reminding me, don't forget where you're coming from and all of that. So my dad um, really uh, made a great impact on my, um, how would I put it, Be, being a, a Nigerian boy that loves, you know, coming back to his country. 
you know, yeah. uh, doing something here. Um, so he influenced me a lot on my first um, desire uh, or, you know, to, to go into education and also to love coming back to Nigeria to do something. The, the second person I will mention here is Professor John Ebulefu, who is a Reverend Father, a professor um, of theology in um, um, Obanyanan University. He's a German professor, but um, he was lecturing in Urban University, Rome. So he used to be um, uh, my superior um, in the seminary uh, where I was. Uh, one thing this um, um, professor made me to believe is that um, we can be kings, you know, we can, there's something he usually says, he said um, that um, he, he, he wants us to be the Jesuits of Africa, so intellectuals, and uh, what he did was to gather a lot of brilliant, you know, um, kids, young people around him, um, so this uh, professor will continue to teach us sometimes. He gives us some, you know, difficult um, um, assignments. And those days, you know, as young people, we used to see it as, oh, this, this guy is really um, tormenting us. But we didn't know that he was hardening us up to face challenges in life. It was when I went to Rome and uh, started uh, doing things on my own that I realized that I was uh, groomed in such a way that if I focus on anything, you know, I won't be distracted. I, I hardly get distracted. That is who I am. I hardly get distracted. And um, sometimes it pays off um, in terms of achieving my goal, but in terms of relationship, <laughs> it doesn't pay off because, you know, Especially the, the, the female, uh, you know, counterparts, they, they wouldn't, so they wouldn't want to uh, stay with a guy that is um, so much serious, focused, you know. But then when it comes to achieving goals, when it comes to achieving your objectives, career objectives, it has really, really helped me. And um, that is what is uh, pushing me till now. Then the other person is uh, Professor Valeria Caggiano. Um, who is a professor of organizational psychology at Robert Ray University, Rome, who saw me uh, as a, a potential, um, you know, um, um, educationist or a smart guy. And um, she opted to help me to get my PhD in psychology at the University of Valladolid, Spain. And um, one thing um, she taught me is that I shouldn't, um, anything I'm doing in life, I, I shouldn't focus on money first. I should focus on value. So she taught me how to create value. So when you create value, uh, money will come. So at, at first, I, as a Nigerian, as an Igbo boy, I'm like, you know, how would you think about money? You know, uh, so, but I, I heeded to that advice. And today, I've been able to create, you know, uh, great values that has placed me where I am today. Um, I wouldn't say that I am poor. I wouldn't say that um, um, I am hungry. I, I am comfortable. And it's because I have created values and continue to create values that, uh, you know, turns into, um, in, into money, monetized value. So these are the three people 
that um, you know for now I can mention that really really made great impact in my life. And it and it's so clear to appreciate why those three individuals are the ones that you mentioned. I, I, I the story about your father and uh, you uh, putting the, the the books, arranging the books on the table to to kind of mimic him. I thought was quite amusing. Uh, your point about uh, creating you know the emphasis with your third uh, mentor um, being told that it's all about the value and it's not about it's value first and not money and I smile because I know you're uh, you're you're an evil boy as you said you are <laughs> that, that there must have been so much conflict <laughs> with that but but I I also appreciate there has been a lot of growth as well so it, it, it's amazing amazing you know there's something else that you you've talked about uh, when we when we've chatted and I, I did sort of check out the website as well just briefly um the the the, the family business uh, initiative that that you're involved in it, it's not something that you hear um being given such emphasis here in nigeria so i wonder if you can talk about that what is it why is it important and what does it say about your own family values that you have such a focus on this as an initiative? Okay, thank you very much. Um, family business is, um, is one of the, uh, how would I put it, um, one of the major factors or economic factors of um, a, a nation that wants to um, run sustainable economy. Um, I, I, I come from a background, you know, uh, when I mean background, I mean <clears throat> when I was um, in my, in my um, academic pursuit, I spent um, uh, much time in Italy, um, you know, studying. And um, I also um, had opportunity to mingle and relate with the locals, a lot of them, a lot of the locals. So I understood that Italy has one of the you know, strongest um, family business culture. Uh, you know, Italy is where you see a family that has been running a bar, in a, a coffee bar, for years. The grandfather is there, earning money there. The father is there, earning money from there. <laughs> The, the son is there and, the, you know, siblings are there working their shifts and all of that and they are making money. So I, I, I now thought about uh, Nigeria when I came back and coming from the southeastern part of Nigeria, um, a, lot of, um, a lot of us from there are into business. And when I discuss with them, when I interact with them, is as if this guys are doing the business just to make money to build houses to drive big cars and those of them um, who have married and gotten kids then um, send their kids abroad to go and read medicine and um, you know law and all of that so they they take pride in it oh i have built my house one in lagos one in the east i have uh, bought you know um, cars my son is there studying you know like and they have great businesses you know and it's not just the money they are making they are creating network 
you know, networks with their businesses. They are, you know, building equity with their businesses. So I was not like, when these guys die or get old or grow old, these, their children are not coming back. So what happens to this equity they have built, this great network of friends and clients and, you know, business partners and all of that? So what happens to it? So these kids will start all over again to, you know, build their own uh, background, their life, career, maybe in the UK, in the US, and this uh, entrepreneurial culture will die. So I, I now thought about it then. I didn't know how to, uh, you know, uh, bring this about in Nigeria. Then I thought, okay, and since I have the vision to bring down Rome Business School into Nigeria and I have the investors willing to invest, let me attach it, you know, to the school. Since Rome Business School is coming from Rome, I can use family business as a flagship program, you know, to start up Rome Business School Nigeria. And I organized this family business forum. Um, with the support of Professor Pat Tomi, CVL, and um, all the rest of them. And there, we focused on intergenerational succession planning. And we talked about it. We talked a lot about it. Um, how do we make our kids interested? How do we get them interested in what we are doing? We started organizing, you know, forum, both in Abuja, here in Lagos, you know, discussing about family businesses and um, many people are keen into it, realizing why they should start um, engaging their children on what they are doing because it is a soft landing for the children. You know, all these relationships we are building, they are like equity we are creating to give soft landing to our children. So that's why we make it, we make this family business and um, education one of the uh, major products of Rome Business School Nigeria. So we organize um, webinars, uh, forum, um, discussing different aspects of family business, corporate governance, you know, independent directors, how they help in shaping um, you know, the establishment and sustenance of uh, family businesses or even turning uh, businesses that are not family businesses into businesses. There are a lot to discuss about family business. It's such a fascinating topic. And, and in fact, as soon as you started, and so, as soon as you started to position uh, the Italian way right at the start, it, it, it dawned on me that yes, Yes, a lot of um, successful businesses in Italy are usually have usually originated as family-owned businesses. Yeah. They either stay that way, or or they you know they migrate or transit uh, into becoming bigger sort of animals, so to speak. Right. Um, so it's a fascinating topic, um, and I think it's certainly worthy of you know being something that is given a very important focus in the way that you're, you're, you're giving it now. What, what's the current status of it now? Okay, uh, the current status now is um, uh, basically uh, creation of awareness through education. Um, we organize some short um, 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 
courses, um, free webinars. Um, we have not started consultancy yet, but um, uh, we, we, we hope to um, start consultancy whereby those who want to really um, uh, need help in um, shaping their businesses the way it should be as a family mm -hmm. business, we get sure. such consultants. But right now, what we are trying to do is to create awareness because um, we, 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 we experienced, uh, we had some experience um, while interacting with some Nigerian business owners. You know, uh, this part of the world, um, we are a little bit closed, you know. Uh, so when you are talking to those business owners about succession planning, intergenerational succession planning, um, here in Africa, you meet a lot of um, challenges. Number one is some of those big businesses. You see the owner, maybe he has two wives or more. <laughs> and, um, uh, okay, also there are, you know, we have a lot of extended family, uh, you know, culture, things like that. So they come into the picture. So um, we really uh, need to design our own templates of family yeah. business so it's not you cannot say the way they do it in italy or india can sure. work for us who client and sink can know sure. we we need to look at our peculiarities and that is what we are trying to do now so and again the mindset the mindset of um, most of the business owners is like when you start talking of intergenerational succession planning they, they, I don't know, maybe they become afraid of dying. You know, they feel like I'm still alive <laughs> and, and you're talking of uh, me handing over, you know, that kind of thing. So, so, so education first. People need to, yeah, first of all, sure. get educated. We are at the stage sure. of creation of awareness, education, um, before we, you know, go into the, the consultancy aspect of it. Yeah. I, I think I think it's a fascinating space. I think there's so much room uh, and opportunity to to work work on this here in, in the country. But you are right; there are there's a lot of education and demysti demystifying uh, yes. that needs to, needs to happen. I mean, even things such as just keeping good documentation, because um, you know, with with a lot of um, businesses, uh, you know, family owned businesses. Uh, entrepreneurial businesses, etc. Documentation is also a big problem. Exactly. I don't. I don't think we do it very well. No. And and if you're talking about uh, being in a position to uh, you know build generational businesses and so on, you've got to have paperwork, facts, data to refer mm -hmm. to. Right. Um, yes. So it's fascinating, and and I think it's 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 great and. Um, uh, definitely would like to see how that evolves. Um, really well done. A really good, good, good thing to be doing. Uh, grazie mille uh, per questa opportunità. Uh, è una buona opportunità, una buona tempo uh, per uh, avere una discussione così importante con te. Thank you so much, Humphrey. Akanazu for being on the Time with Flora podcast. Thank you.
You can support the Time with Flora podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron of this podcast, you will be entitled to benefits including one-to-one catch-up time with me, mentoring and coaching. To become a patron of this podcast, go to www.patreon.com slash time with Flora, one word. That's www.patreon.com slash time with Flora. Thank you.